Hello, this is Ron Clark from Kairos Church Planting, and you are listening to the second season of the God of Second Chances podcast. Welcome back to the God of Second Chances podcast, searching for hope in ancient biblical stories. Our first season, we focused on the Torah, which were the first five books of Moses. Now in second season, after doing a period of uh, spring surge, we're going to be focusing on the Nabiim, or Nabiim, also known by the Hebrew writers as the historical books and the prophets. We have a lot of ground to cover, so turn to the book of Joshua as we continue on in our series. Hello, welcome back to the God of Second Chances podcast. This is Ron Clark from Kairos Church Planning in Portland, Oregon, and we are glad that you're here as we continue our series in the book of Joshua on the Nabim, the prophetic books. We're going to skip a lot of territory, and I know that we're going to skip a lot of battles and wars and violence, because I would like to kind of talk about the end of this book. In Joshua chapter 24, as the people of God are preparing to enter their their inheritance, and uh, the wars have happened, and they're kind of uh, getting ready to just say, enough's enough, and we're now going to, to take the land that God has given us, Joshua makes a covenant with the people in a place called Shechem. Shechem's an important city. Uh, Dinah was raped there in the book of Exodus. Some important things happen there at Shechem. Uh, As they prepare the covenant, uh, they are getting ready, uh, or Joshua's getting ready to kind of make a a final plea to the people. Throughout the book, they've been recircumcised at Gilgal, meaning they hadn't been circumcised in the wilderness. So there were times in in the book of Joshua where they're preparing to go forward, and this is one of those times. Joshua goes over the history in chapter 24, and he tells them, remember this happened, remember this happened, just like Moses did at the end of the book of Deuteronomy. I want you to know how this happened, and God was faithful. I want you to know how this happened, and God was faithful. And I want you to know how this has happened, so God is faithful. And then in verse 14, it says, Fear the Lord, serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your forefathers, worship beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. If serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for this day who you'll serve, whether the gods of your fathers serve beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we'll serve the Lord. Interesting statement. As great a warrior as Joshua was, and as, as they had gone in and taken cities and destroyed idols and slaughtered people and enacted judgment and won battles. At this point, Joshua says, look, you all still have idols from your fathers. You have idols that you've taken with you in the wilderness. You have idols that you continue to worship. We've been serving God. I've been serving God, and you all still have those. So you need to make a decision. You're going to serve God or serve idols. Me and my family, we're going to serve Yahweh. Think about that for a moment. This is a man who could have done like Moses and said, every man, decide who you serve, and we're going to cut down anybody that doesn't serve Lord, Yahweh. He doesn't do that. He says, you got to make a choice. Today's the day. 
You got to decide what you're going to do. Uh, and yet he rises up and says, my family will serve Yahweh. Now the people respond and they say, no, far be it from us. We'll serve him. The Lord brought us out. Yahweh brought us out. We'll serve him. In verse 19, Joshua says, now, now wait a minute. You can't serve the Yahweh. God's a holy God. He's a jealous God. You know, the word jealous, kana means passionate. You know, he wants a relationship only with you. He's not going to forgive your rebellion and sin. You know, and they say, oh yeah, no, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. He says, all right, you're witnesses. You got to serve the Lord. Says, yeah, we're witnesses. We're going to do it. Joshua says, all right, verse 23, throw away the foreign gods among you. Yield your hearts to the Yahweh, the God of Israel. People said, we will do it. And Joshua made a covenant with him. Very similar to Exodus 24 when Moses does the same thing. And this is what happens in covenants a lot of times. It's a bargaining. You sure you want to do this? Yeah. Now, you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Because, you know, God ain't playing. It's either God or, you know, nothing because God doesn't, God doesn't want more than one, more than one spouse. You know, and, and you had that in Exodus 24, and he sprayed the blood of the covenant on them, and they took a covenant, and then they rebelled. Uh, and Joshua does the same thing. Hey, you know, we need to have a conversation. It's a bargaining. Are you sure you want to do this? Yep. Sure you want to do it? Yep. Okay. Well, then get rid of your idols, and let's go serve God. And, of course, as we see in Joshua, or in Judges, that, you know, they'll, they'll go back to their gods. Imagine... Uh, standing at the altar with your bride or your, your groom. And you're standing there and, and uh, the person doing the wedding says, now, do you take, do you take him? Do you take her? And you say, yeah. Now, are you sure? Because, uh, man, th this, you know, marriage is, it's exclusive. You know, you, you don't have affairs. You don't do this. You don't mistreat each other. You don't, you don't beat your spouse, you know, and you don't humiliate. And it just starts listing all these things. Now, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, I'm sure you went down. Now, now uh, let's go back and think about this again, okay? Imagine sitting at a wedding. You'd be like, what? Has, has, has he not? Has he or she not talked to these people before they got married? You know, thought they handled it in the pre-marriage counseling, you know? Or is this person that unsure? You know, uh, you know, if you were at a wedding like that, you'd think, what is going on? That's what's happening here. And really, it's designed to show people the seriousness of the covenant. This is a serious thing. A relationship with God is serious. You don't mess around with it. You don't play with it. You take it seriously. Jesus refers to this as counting the cost in Luke chapter 14. You know, he basically says, you know, you got to give up everything to follow me. So you, know, you need to count the cost. Because, you know, you don't start to build a tower unless you got the money to finish it. Otherwise, you build a tower, you lay the foundation, or you lay the foundation, you can't build the tower, and everybody makes fun of you, you know. Or a king that goes to battle makes sure that they've got the right resources to go into battle. Otherwise, you see the army coming, and you try to change your mind and just develop terms of peace. It doesn't work that way. You know? You've got to give up everything to follow me. And that was Jesus' take, and I think that's, that's Joshua's take. That was Moses' take. That's the take of great leaders in the Christian faith is to call people to a commitment. And as we read through Joshua, you begin to see that the people are serious about this until Joshua leaves and then they walk away. But the point of this story is that first of all, that a relationship with God is a serious thing. It's important. 
I know that we talk often about people who've left church and who've left church and who grew up in this and they walked away from this. And I understand it's tragic, but I also understand that a relationship with God is a lifelong commitment. And just, you know, just like in anything else, there aren't a lot of people who are willing to make that lifelong commitment. For whatever reason, they stop. And in this case, we have a God who loves us and cares about us. And we enter a relationship with God, and it's a serious lifetime commitment. And that's what Joshua says. Are you ready to do this? Because this is serious. And if you're going to do this, throw away everything that's in Throw away your idols. Throw away everything that's in the way. interesting that Joshua makes such a, a passionate plea to the people to serve God. What I think is also interesting is the statement Joshua makes. All right, you know, basically, you all, you do what you got to do, but my family and I, we're going to serve Yahweh. And it tells us something about leadership. See, leadership isn't based on what other people do. Leadership doesn't see itself based on how other people act. Leaders don't measure their level of commitment by those around them. Leaders measure their level of commitment based on the goals they have, on, they have set. Christian leaders, leaders who follow God, leaders who follow Jesus, are people who base our decisions on what God says. The interesting thing with Joshua is that he was determined to live among people who weren't going to be loyal to God. He was determined to be loyal himself, but he knew it's potential that I would be, you know, it's potentially true that I would be living among people who worship idols. But I'm going to do that. Joshua wasn't interested in running. Joshua wasn't interested in hiding. Joshua wasn't interested in saying, you know, these people don't have a heart for God, so, you know... I'm just I'm just gonna give up. Joshua said, you know, you, you do what you gotta do, but I'm gonna do what I gotta do. And I know that there are many ministers who are frustrated in their congregations. I know that there are many spiritual leaders who are frustrated because they sometimes perceive people have a lack of faith. I know that there are teachers who are frustrated because they feel like nobody's really listening. And people don't take seriously what I have and what I am who I am and what I teach. I know that there are worship leaders that are discouraged because people just don't follow and they don't listen and they don't they don't want to embrace the joy of their music. I understand that there are leaders in faith-based nonprofits and organizations and businesses who just feel sometimes like they're alone. I know that there are there are uh, individuals who um, are coaching and they don't feel like their their players are listening. That's the loneliness of leadership. What's important about leadership is not that we base our faithfulness, our loyalty, our effectiveness on how other people respond. That we base our decision or we base our effectiveness or our ability or our loyalty on what we know to be true. 
If I believe that God has called me to this, and if I believe that God has called me to lead my family, and if God has called us as a family to be here, then we are who we are. Regardless of what other people think. That I will serve Yahweh even if other people serve idols. Because the story actually tells us that the fact that Joshua is willing to say, this is what I'm going to do, now you all got to make your own decision, that led people. Sure, they, they messed up. Sure, they weren't always faithful. But as we read on, there are going to be people who are going to say, well, I agree with you. I'll walk with you. I'll stand with you. See, Joshua teaches us a great lesson about leadership. Leadership is that decision, hey, based on what you all choose to do, I know who I am, and I know where I'm called to be. And that's what Joshua teaches us, that leadership is not based on what other people do, but it's based on my decision to follow God. And so I want to encourage you, not judge people, but to say, even in the midst of those who may worship idols, I will serve God. And I believe that others will be touched through that. I'm Ron Clark from Kairos Church Planning, and I really hope and pray as for you as a leader. I'm Ron Clark from Kairos Church Planting Support, and I want to thank you for listening to the God of Second Chances podcast. We've been in the midst of doing some exciting things with uh, our discussions on YouTube on uh, bias, racism, and ministry. If you want to know more about that, you might want to check out our, our website uh, at agapecoc.com backslash, or hashtag, backslash podcast singular. And we'll have links to that, uh, to those YouTube discussions. We've been enjoying those. Please feel free to email us at podcast at agapecoc.com and we would be glad uh, to answer any of your questions. But for now, go in peace, love God, serve others, and remember the God of seconds.